Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to the weekly Thursday morning edition of the Household Express, a program dedicated to all your homemaking needs. I am Sister Mara and delighted to be in your company up to 11 a.m. this morning. Well, Chef Sakiat Gari not with me today, inshallah. She will be joining me next week as well. Well, I hope you all enjoying the cool weather here in Lanasia, Johannesburg. It's already the 8th of Rajab, corresponding to the 18th of January, and I hope you're all having a lovely day from wherever the world you are listening to us from. Well, uh, let's take a look at what you can look forward to in today's program. First up, an interview with Sister Rabia Jacobs, and we're talking about lunch ideas. Yes, back to school yesterday, all the mummies are stressing about lunch, so we're going to actually come up with some lovely lunch ideas Sister Rabia will be sharing with us uh, that as well. And then in the cooking segment, we're talking about savouries. And I actually want to talk about samosas, you know. And um, then I'm also going to share with you uh, tips for filling cheese samosas as well. And then uh, today I've basically dedicated this program a bit more, given more time to sharing recipes. So you can look forward to three lovely recipes. I'm going to be sharing with you a pizza samosa filling recipe, a cheese onion and corn and corn filling recipe and a mixed vegetable filling for pies, samosas and moons. So that's the recipes you can look forward to in today's program. Well, our interactive question for today's program is, do your children come home with leftover school lunch? Do your children come home with leftover school lunch? And you can also share with us your savory making tips when filling samosas, when filling spring rolls. Do you prefer to make your own samosa per? How do you fill your samosas? Any tips and hints on your savories, we will definitely welcome it. You can WhatsApp it to 072-786-1548. But let's go and welcome Sister Rabia Jacobs to the airways of Radio Islam. Assalamu alaikum, Rabia. How are you? Waalaikumsalam. I'm Alhamdulillah. I'm so much for having me back on your show. I mean, I mean, only a pleasure, Rabia. Tell us, what's the weather like in Cape Town today? Well... We are expecting high temperatures for the rest of the week today. It's starting off at 33 and we're clocking in at 37 degrees tomorrow. So That's it is really hot. hot. And the days are yeah. long, eh? The days are long in Cape Town, I know. I mean, I think Maghrib must be about, what's it, 8 o'clock now? Maaf, say again? Maghrib time must be about 8 o'clock now? Yes. So it's long, long days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but anyway, just enjoy the weather. Enjoy the weather. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, Rabia. I, I know it's like back to school. Was it yesterday as well? Mum's already yeah. stressing about lunch boxes, and we definitely love you. Love to have you on our show again. And um, you're actually also known for your fakeaways and pack my kids lunch boxes series. And I think you also inspire many viewers to recreate uh, their favorite home. Uh, lunch boxes as well so you indeed an inspiration to many out there as well now Rabia let's talk about this what are some of the features that we as mum should be looking for in a lunch box for our school kids Okay, firstly, when it comes to lunch boxes, let's talk about the physical lunch box itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, me personally, I like to go for the bento boxes or those multi-compartment boxes, as it not only limits the amount of little containers that's being put into their bags and having the risk of them losing it at school, but also it actually challenges us as the parent to pack in more nutritious and various snacks and nibbles for your little ones. So on the box, 
Bento boxes, my personal favorite is by Magic Firefly. However, there are some affordable options, budget-friendly ones available at Checkers and ShopRite as well. Now, on to the lunchbox items itself. When it comes to the contents of the lunchbox, I try my best to stick to the following method. So I always ask myself, do I have a protein? Do I have a carb? Do I have calcium and fiber in my little one's box? Mm-hmm. So for instance, for protein sources, it could be anything that you're putting within the bread or wrap itself. That is your cold meat, such as your bolognese, venus, chicken, fish, the works. Then for fiber, now fiber is very important for keeping our little ones regular. This will be from the regular, your regular fresh produce such as your apples, your grapes, your bananas and then your seasonal berries. This not only has fiber but it also contains vital nutrients as well. And moving on to the calcium and the carbs. Now carbs is essential for energy and you know our little ones are active so they run through and burn their calories rather quickly. Now when it comes to carbs, I always opt for the good carbs. So this would be from your whole wheat breads, your buns, your wraps, those type of things. Then for calcium, um, calcium is obviously needed for your bone and your teeth growth and development. This would be your dairy products such as your cheeses and the yogurts. And yogurt is not only packed with calcium, however it is a good probiotic, one of the best sources of probiotic which also helps aid in good gut health. So now if you pair all those together, you are rest assured a balanced lunchbox for your little one. Mm, perfect, perfect example of a lunchbox as well. And uh, Rabia, it's summer and water is needed. What is the best ways to keep water cool during the heat for our kids' lunch? Now, I've learned a trick with my little ones, getting them to drink more water because water is much more better than having juices throughout the summer as it keeps them hydrated for longer. So what I do the night before, if I know it's going to be rather hot the next day, I would fill up the water bottles just about halfway with water, freeze that overnight. Then the next morning, I would top that with ice water and then those cute little silicone ice cream um little boxes mm-hmm. you get them at um pep home so i would put that into their bottle so it keeps it nice and cool throughout the day so by first break the ice will start to melt to have nice ice water second break the water will be completely defrosted and will still be nice and cold enough to consume Mm, yes, especially the long days in Cape Town. Like you say, you're going to be such a heat wave again in Cape Town again. So I think they need to keep hydrated as well. Now, they uh, do, yes. yes. Now, Rabia, as a mom, you understand that cost saving is needed. What is your cost mm-hmm. saving tips when it comes to lunchbox items? So when it comes to the monthly budget, I always put extras aside just for the school lunches. However, the budget does vary from month to month as I do bulk buy. So when it comes to bulk buying, I would always go to the wholesalers, that's just for the dry snacks. But for the fresh produce, I tend to steer the fresh produce route as that is fresh is best, in my opinion. But when it comes to the fresh produce, I would do like, you know, the food lovers, 10 buck Tuesdays. And you get the 100 grand fruit combos, those type of things. I would always scout around, but before actually going to the store, take stock of what you have available already Mm -hmm. in your pantry and in your fridge plan your meals around them that way you won't be buying unnecessary things and having things going off yes. in the fridge yes. mm-hmm. so my best bet would be if you are by the means to bulk buy 
and always scout around the cheaper options before actually entering the store and always have a list. <laughs> she wants some ideas and how to pack your, if you're buying your fruits and veg for your lunch, for your lettuce and your carrots and your tomatoes, your cucumbers, your fruits. How would you store it in your fridge? What is the best way to store it and then just, just do like a weekly buy? On a weekly buy, things such as lettuce, they tend to go soggy, especially if you leave them mm. in the packaging. Mm-hmm. So what I like to do, I like to put them into airtight containers once removed from the package, but I would always slip a little paper towel underneath them. Mm-hmm. That way it absorbs the moisture and keeps them crispier and fresher for longer. Mm-hmm. Okay. The carrots tend mm-hmm. to last a bit longer, but yes, always yes. keep your vegetables in the coolest spot of your fridge, which is usually the bottom compartment of your fridge. Right. Mm-hmm. I found Rabia uh, lettuce. Actually, if you cling wrap lettuce, it stays fresh for a while. Mm-hmm. And just wash as you need. Yes. Mm-hmm. As you need. Yes. yes. That's why with the fresh fruit as well, especially your berries, your strawberries, those type of things, I would wash as I need. I don't wash before storing them in the fridge, as you're introducing that moisture to the fruit and veg. This leads it to go soggy in the fridge and gets old much quicker. Okay, and then we spoke about fruits and veg. Now I have to ask you this, Rabia, what type of breads or rolls do you prefer using for your lunch boxes? For my lunch boxes, I go between the white and the brown, but tend to go towards more of the brown bread root, the whole wheat root, as it contains a lot of fiber which is good for my little ones and it's less in carbs. It's actually a good carb. So I would tend to go the whole wheat wraps or the whole wheat breads and the wraps I would buy in uh, in bulk and keep them in my freezer and just take out and pour as needed. Okay. And then when purchasing breads or rolls, what would you basically, what are the important things to look out for? When purchasing breads? Breads, yes, for lunches. For lunches, apart from the expiry dates, I would much rather go the whole wheat route because I find that the white bread, besides it containing a lot of um, carbs, there's a lot of other bad ingredients in them as well that can lead to other health issues where kids are concerned if over-consumed by them. So I would tend to lean for the whole wheat bread instead. Okay, yes, yes. And um, also, Rabia, we have to ask you this. How do you get your lunch ideas from? Funny enough, my kids, <laughs> they love YouTube. So whatever they see on YouTube, mommy, of course, has to recreate. And when it comes to their lunches, I always get them involved. They were always the ones giving me the ideas or what they're in the mood for, and that is how I plan their lunches. And this also helps me save on getting lunchtimes coming home with leftovers. So by them choosing what they are wanting in their boxes and actually helping me chop up, whether we chop up the fruit so that it actually encourages them to finish their lunches knowing that they made it themselves. Yes. And I think now also, you know, with summer, you get all the lovely summer fruits like leeches, watermelon, uh, mangoes. You know, do you include that into your lunchbox as well? And how do you store it? Do you store it in different compartments? Yes, I do. I've got these little clear acrylic um, storage bins in the fridge. That way I can see the fruits and the kids can actually see them as well. That's how they decide on the lunch items for the next day. But where berries are concerned, I like to keep them in airtight or those airlock concealers as it keeps the moisture out of them and also just slip in a little paper towel underneath the berries so that it can just absorb whatever moisture there is within the, in the container, within the fruit, so that it lasts much longer in the fridge. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. And uh, washing your lunchbox, I think it's very, very important to have a mm-hmm. proper hygienic, clean lunchbox. So share with us your tips on washing, keeping your lunchboxes clean and hygiene. The lunchboxes, especially the ones with the bentos, mm-hmm. those have all those little grooves and things. So what I like to do, you know those little um, brushes you get for the straws? I make use of those in soapy water just to wash in between the grooves because that tends to catch dust and the moisture from the fruits or whatever was packed in the lunch boxes. So a nice, good, warm, soapy wash. And I find that microfiber cloths actually mm-hmm. helps washes out and gets off certain products which might have been a bit oily in the kids' lunch box. I wash it down nicely with a silicone cloth. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think uh, the, you have to wash your child's lunchbox um, clean. It has to be hygiene. There must be no germs in there because there's a risk of uh, bacteria that actually forms in there. It's also important to you know what bread, what cheeses you actually uh, use, especially cheese. Cheese goes off very quickly. Talking about cheese, Abia, how do you store your cheese? Do you prefer to grate it, freeze it? Do you just chop it up? How do you use your cheese? How do you store it as well? It depends on what cheese I am purchasing, whether it's the block of the cheese or if it's the cheese slices. So the cheese slices, when I eventually open the packaging, I keep them within an airtight container. However, the big blocks of cheese to save on time, I would portion it off into what I'm going to need for the week and then freeze the rest. You can easily just pop it into the fridge the night before to thaw if you're going to need another block for the next day. But I like to grate them in advance as it makes it much more easy and convenient when packing in lunches the next morning. So the grated cheese I would either like to put in a Ziploc bag or in one of my airtight um, containers once grated. It keeps it fresher for longer. And Rabia, finally, can you share with us your first week of school lunch ideas? Well, that's rather easy as we're having a three-day week this week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, we just went with the classic cheese wrap. So I did a um, whole wheat bread with cheese slices along with some tomato and lettuce. I also popped in a little ice pack, one of those silicone ice packs underneath the lunchbox. That also keeps the lunch nice and cool. But apart from the sandwiches, they were given fresh fruits. I gave them a melody of melons. They had some watermelon, sweet melon, and winter melon in the boxes along with some grapes. And then also just as an in-between and nibble, I've given them a cocoa and coconut bar. Then today they wanted wraps. So I had some mini wraps left over in my freezer. I popped some chicken fingers into the air fryer last night and then just sliced them up to make them little mini wraps with lettuce and chicken. And then they also had some grapes, blueberries, and watermelon as their fruits for the day, and a huge bottle of water along with the juice box. Tomorrow is tomorrow is Friday, so on Fridays is usually tuck shop days. Now my kids are not allowed luxuries during the week; mm-hmm. they're only allowed luxuries on a Friday, but. The school tuck shop doesn't have much options, so on a Thursday I would spoil them and take them into the store and let them choose one or two not-so-healthy items to mm-hmm. pack into their boxes on the Friday. And then I would also pack in less fruit and veg as it is rather a short day. So that tomorrow they'll just get either a sandwich or a burger bun, but it's entirely up to them. As I said, my kids help me plan their lunches. Okay, lovely, yes. And Rabia, please share with us your TikTok, your Instagram, your Facebook uh, account details for the benefit of the listeners. 
Okay, perfect. I am on TikTok, Facebook as well as Instagram and you can find me under Raw Seated Blog or alternatively Rabia Jacobs. Yes. Rabia, being on TikTok and Instagram, how long does it actually take you to make a video? Do you make a video of every item that you make? Yes, I do. I actually batch film as it saves on time. So mm-hmm. on the weekend when I do have spare time, I would batch film about four or five videos just to put out for the rest of the week. However, the lunchbox videos, I wake up extra earlier in the morning just to film them as I am packing in the lunches and then use the early hours of the morning just to edit before sending them off to school. I would edit those videos and post it. So it's you, the videos you're seeing on a daily, the lunch videos is actually being filmed on that same day. Mm-hmm. Filmed and edited. So it is quite consuming, but once you get the hang of it, <laughs> it becomes much more easier. Okay, yes. And we, I think we, we are basically about less than two and two months away from the month for Ramadan. So mm-hmm. uh, what would you suggest is a good um, seri items or seri meal for, for school-going children? For me, I find that my kids prefer that it's difficult for them to eat that early in the morning. Mm. So they prefer something that is filling. So what I would normally make is a smoothie. Mm. Now in the smoothie, it will contain milk, some bananas, bananas contain potassium, keeps you fuller for longer. And then I would like to pop dates into that as well. I would also pop in a little bit of Greek yogurt just as the filler and serve that to them in the morning just to keep them, you know, for most of the day, a little bit a part of the day and to give them some energy as well. Mm-hmm. And then for, for iftar, what would you actually recommend for them? For iftar, my kids, they love soup. So these, in, during the month of Ramadan, you always find soup in my household. There will always be soup whether it be a chicken and corn soup or just a usual vegetable soup and then for the little snacks we tend to steer away from the snacks as it's not really healthy especially when fasting to eat you know the oily savories so we would rather just do a little fruit platter or just light meals such as the wraps and things but packets full of a lot of vegetables that's high in water just to keep hydrated or to replace the water lost through the day. Excellent, excellent, Sabia. I must say, Jazakallah for joining me on the program today. Malta grant you lots and lots of baraka, accept all your duas, and you have a lovely day ahead, Sabia. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum. Well, that was Sister Rabia Jacobs. You can follow her on Instagram at Rabia Jacobs as well. Some lovely videos as well. Ideas for lunch boxes as well. And back to school again, back to making lunch as well. So lovely ideas to get uh, your kids lunch. It's, it's so easy, you know. If you can get an idea what to make your kids for lunch, it's a good idea to ask them what they want as well. So you go weekend, you do the buying and you put it in the fridge, pack it properly, store it properly. So every day you make out a lunch menu and then you can ask each one, okay, what would you prefer? And you can even use up leftovers or make fresh things ahead and uh, see what they want and then just make up their lunch boxes as well. So that comes to our question today is, our interactive question is, do your children come home with leftover school lunch and share with us your savory making tips? Do you make your own samusapar? Uh, do you have any tips on filling samosas, 
spring rolls. How do you store your samosa, spring rolls? Uh, we'd love to hear from you. 072-786-1548. Let's go for a short break. When we come back, we're talking about savouries, but more about the samosa. Stay tuned. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back. Well, before the break, we're here. We're having a lovely interview with Sister Rabia Jacobs from Cape Town. And you can follow her on her Instagram page. That's Rabia, R-A-A-B-I-A, Jacobs, J-A-C-O-B-S. So that's Rabia Jacobs at Rabia, R-A-A-B-I-A, Jacobs, J-A-C-O-B-S. That's Rabia Jacobs. You can follow her. She's got some lovely lunchbox ideas as well. And I think most of the sisters out there are busy with their Ramadan savouries. And uh, we make dua that Allah Ta'ala spare us to witness another month of Ramadan, accept all our duas and all our ibadat, inshallah, ameen. And um, I want to actually, actually talk about samosas as well. Now, um, oh yes, before I forget, the, the recipes you can look forward to a bit later on in the program, it's a pizza samosa filling recipe, a cheese onion and corn filling recipe and a mixed vegetable filling for pies, samosas and moons as well. All these recipes are courtesy Bibi Aisha Kadwa from the Sunnyside Classics recipe group as well. Now, the South African Indian samosa is a crispy, savory snack folded into a triangular shape. It can be filled with meat, chicken or vegetables. And the different types of samosas you get is a chicken samosa, a mince, whether it's beef or mutton. You get cheese samosas, you get potato samosas, you get jalapeno samosas. Now, the jalapeno samosa, you actually have to crumb it. The rocket samosas also, you crumb it. Then you get mug samosas, mug nidal samosas, coconut samosas, vegetable samosas, tin fish samosa, pizza samosa, high-tech samosa, and Punjabi samosa. Now, there's just a whole different varieties of samosas, but they're all made with a different type of a samosa pur. Now, if you want to know what a samosa pur is made out of, it is basically made with a mixture of flour, oil, salt, and water. Now, the making of samosa pur is definitely an art. Now, samosa pur so, so, sorry, samosa pur can be purchased from sisters in the home industry, can be purchased at your local supermarket under different brand names. But many sisters prefer the homemade. Also, there are so many sisters who actually make their own samosa pur. Then again, there are so many sisters who actually make pur to sell. Then there are sisters who actually make the pur. You give them your filling, and then they make the pur. They fill the samosa for you with your own filling as well. That is part of their home industry. And um, like I said earlier on, samosa pur is definitely an art of making it. It's a bit of, I won't say it's a bit of a mission to make it, but there is definitely... Um, um, a bit of work in making that. So it's a bit of a time consuming, but if you get used to it, like say practice makes perfect, and then you can actually do it on your own. Not many people get it right, yes, like for myself I'm talking, I wouldn't get it right. I've tried it a couple of times. So I just want it so easy to support somebody else in the home industry as well. The dough is made with flour, oil, salt, water. You make up a nice dough, you knead it nicely, then you make small ping-pong sized balls, roll it out. Each small roti must be rolled out. Then you put the oil or ghee on it. Um, another roti, fill it up over, and the stages goes on. Now you can make like five stacks, roll it into a big stack as well. And you have a big roti tower. 
or you can have it even a, on a Josco tower, or even an oven, or even electric frying pan, and you actually put your pur on there and start taking out the sheets, but you've got to work quickly and fast as well. So there's a lot of like a whole effort, there's a whole mission, there's a whole method of making that uh, samosa pur as well. But nevertheless, so many sisters, it's their home uh, industry, and they depend on that as for uh, for financial as well. So it's like around them lots and lots of paraka and khair in that as well. And indeed as well, definitely hard work as well. So um, also I think it's important, you know, when making samosa pur, that it should be kept moist when you're filling your samosas as well. And um, also how you fill your samosas as well. And um, you need to actually learn how to fill your samosas. Some take long to learn, some take uh, quick to learn as well. Uh, many sisters have a different way of filling a samosa. And I think it's important you have to fill your samosa and uh, make sure all the... Uh, firstly, make sure your pur is a bit moist. Also, make sure all the three corners of your samosa, there's no holes in that. And you have to make a paste with water and flour to basically seal your samosa. It actually be sealed up with a paste of water and flour. We actually call it lay as well. So we'd love to hear from you. Share with us your samosa making tips, your pur making tips, how you fill your samosas, how you fill your spring rolls. We'd love to hear from you. Even some people even put a bit of uh, vinegar in their dough when you're making in the flour, when you're making the samosa pur. We'd love to hear from you. Do you make it in an oven, a tower, a Josco tower, electric frying pan? We'd love to hear from you, 072-786-1548. Now, once the musa is filled already, it's a good idea to actually freeze them up nicely, put it in air-type containers, into a Tupperware. Also, it's important not to overfill your samosas. Don't overfill it because once it gets frozen, it basically expands again. Now, you, you need to be very careful with cheese samosas, potato samosas. Also, don't last very long in the freezer because it can crack as well. Cheese samosas should be fried um, slightly thawed, fried on a high heat because the cheese can start melting out as well. And I'm going to be sharing with you some tips on filling your cheese samosas as well. And... Um, Lots of people, how do you pack your samosas? Do you pack it in dozens in a packet? Do you vacuum seal it? Do you pack it in a container? How do you actually pack your, uh, freeze your samosas, your spring rolls? We'd love to hear from you. 072-786-1548. Okay, uh, let's go for a very short break once again, Nazam break. When we come back, I'm going to be telling you how to fill, uh, tips on filling your cheese samosas. And then I'm going to be going on to the recipe segment and taking all your WhatsApp questions or concerns. Stay tuned. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back. Well, a listener says, Jazakallah for a lovely program. What I would like to know how to pack samosas so the pur doesn't crack in the freezer. Yes, good question, sister. Especially now with the load shedding as well. What I normally do is I take my container and um, I put a piece of newspaper at the bottom and then foil and then you get your separating sheet and then you pack your samosas. But in between the samosas, you layer it and you can pack your separating sheet, your liners. And then on top again, a liner which will fold over onto your samosas and then your newspaper your foil and your paper towel in that way your samosa pur won't crack as well and it's important like when you're having low shedding for a long time to keep those um, 
empty water bottles fro- with water frozen and put it on top into your freezer as well. So Alhamdulillah, our load shedding is just like two hours at a time, so it's not too bad as well. But uh, that's the way I do it. Perhaps maybe one of the listeners has a better tip as well to help us, you know, she wants us a tip so that your samosa per doesn't crack in the freezer as well. Uh, you can interact with us on 072-786-1548. And then a listener wanted to know the recipe for the alu parata that I shared last week with a today's pastry. Yes, I will be just repeating it um, later on in the program as well. But let's share with you tips for cheese samosas as well. So no more cheese coming out of your samosas. You can use uh, cheddar or mozzarella cheese to make your cheese samosas. They say try to cube it instead of grating it if possible. Squeeze all the water out from the onion and corn. Add two to three tablespoons of flour to your grated cheese and onion, as well as a packet or two of crushed Lay's crisp. Use spring cheese and cheese and onion samba in small packets. They're just a tip here when you're making your cheese and onion samosas. You can crush some Lay's crisps. You can actually use any any flavor that is spring cheese and cheese and onion. Also, a good idea is to pulse the corn because if you leave it whole, then the same concept as making popcorn. Your corn will actually come out of the samosa, it will actually burst, and your whole samosa will crack open with the cheese. So it's best to actually basically pulse your corn, put it into a bit of a um, blender, a mix it, give it a quick uh, pulse as well. And uh, also found with moon spring rolls, and especially cheese and corn samosas, uh, take them out in the morning and spread on a tray, then a plate line with paper towel, keep in the fridge to defrost as well. And I think for free, uh, cheese samosas, you can fry them when it's slightly thawed out as well, not frozen uh, as well. Don't take it out in the freezer into hot oil. you find that your cheese will still be frozen and your pearl will already be browned as well. It will be basically burnt and your cheese will still be frozen. Also, potato samosas, remember, don't last too long in the freezer as well as they start cracking as well. Okay, let's go to the first recipe. It's a mixed vegetable filling. Now, this filling you can actually use for samosas, spice, spring rolls, and moons. And all these recipes I'm going to be sharing with you today is recipes of courtesy Bibi Aisha Kadwa from the Sunny Sides Classic Recipe Group as well. So, here we go with the first recipe. It's a mixed vegetable filling. You will need one teaspoon of whole mustard, one teaspoon of whole mustard, two tablespoons of oil, two tablespoons of oil, one cup frozen mixed veg, one cup frozen mixed veg, then one cup frozen whole corn, one cup frozen whole corn, a half a cup of frozen peas, a half a cup of frozen peas. Now your peas is optional, okay? You can put a half a cup of frozen peas. If you want, you can leave it out. A half cup of water and a half a cup of water, two potatoes cubed and boiled, two potatoes cubed and boiled, one tablespoon green chilies or to taste, one tablespoon green chilies or to taste, that's a tablespoon of crushed green chilies or to taste, then again two, ta- sorry, two teaspoons salt to taste, two teaspoons of salt to taste, then a teaspoon of fresh garlic, that's crushed garlic, a teaspoon of fresh crushed garlic, 
and a teaspoon of fine tanya, a teaspoon of fine tanya powder. Then you take your half cup of green, your spring onions and your tanya. Okay, for the method, you're going to add whole mustard to oil. When mustard begins to sizzle, add mixed veg, corn and peas. Then you add water and cook on medium heat until all water has evaporated and keep veggies moist. Add potatoes and rest of ingredients and braise, stirring continuously for 5 minutes. When cool, add greens. Now to your Another tip is when you actually are braising your oil and your whole mustard, you can add in your curry leaves as well. What you can do is you can chop up your curry leaves as well. It gives it a very nice flavor and a very nice taste as well. Okay, so I'm going to repeat the method. You add your whole mustard to oil. When mustard begins to sizzle, add mixed veg, corn and peas. Add water and cook on medium heat until all water has evaporated. Keep veggies moist. Add potatoes and rest of ingredients and a braise, stirring continuously for five minutes. When cool, add greens as well. So that's a mixed vegetable filling. You can use it for your pies, samosas, moons, and spring rolls as well. Okay, a listener wants to know how do you make milk and magnetar samosas? What is the best way to do that as well? Well, inshallah, let's wait for the, our listeners can perhaps assist us with that. How do you make a filling for your milk and your magnetal samosas? We'd love to hear from you. 072-786-1348. The next recipe we go on to is this pizza samosa filling. This is much loved by the youngsters as well. So here we go ahead with the recipe. That's a pizza samosa filling. You will be requiring three color peppers, that your three color peppers, your red, your green, and your yellow peppers, cubed finely. Sun-dried tomatoes cubed, this is optional. Olives cubed. Then powdered cheddar, mozzarella cheese cubed finely. I'm not giving you amounts. You basically just need to judge. Powdered uh, ch cheddar, mozzarella cheese cubed finely. Now you can either use all three cheeses, that's your cowder, your cheddar, or your mozzarella cheese, or you can use any one. It depends on you. Some people don't like the cowder, some people don't like the cheddar or the mozzarella. So it depends what your family likes as well. Then some um, crisp as well. You can get some cheese and onion crisp or any crisp um, that has a bit of a cheese flavor in. Then some oregano, black pepper, salt, your greens. Then you can take shredded chicken or grated bologna, that's optional. It would be nice as well. You can actually use some shredded chicken or grated bologna. What you're going to do is you're going to mix everything together and fill your samosas. So I'm going to repeat the pizza samosa filling. So you're going to take your three color peppers, that's your red, green, and yellow. You're going to cube your peppers finely. Then sun-dried tomatoes, also cubed. You can get it at your food store as well. Uh, olives cubed, olives optional. Some people love olives, some people don't like olives. Remember, olives is a sunnah as well. Then powder, cheddar, mozzarella cheese, also cubed finely. So you can use any cheese, three cheeses. You can use all three. It depends whatever cheese you like. Then some crisp as well. Uh, any flavor that you like, perhaps a cheese and onion crisp or any other crisp that has a cheese filling in. 
cheese flavor in sorry oregano black pepper salt greens and shredded chicken or grated bologna you can even put a bit of um, crushed green chilies to make it a bit strong as well would give you a lovely flavor and you're gonna mix everything together and fill your samosas even your spring rolls Okay, then the other recipe we're going to go on to is a cheese, onion, and corn filling recipe. This is for samosas and for um, spring rolls as well. So you're going to take two cups grated cheese. You're going to use cheddar or cowder. So two cups grated cheese. You're going to use cheddar or cowder. Then two medium onions chopped. Squeeze out the water. Two medium onions chopped, squeeze out the water. Then one level teaspoon of white pepper. One level teaspoon of white pepper. If you find your white pepper is too much, you can go for half a teaspoon, all right? Then salt to taste, salt to taste. And then a teaspoon of green chilies, crushed green chilies, again, here it's to taste. Then half cup of grated green peppers half cup of grated green peppers now this is so different because um you don't just find green peppers in a cheese and onion corn filling but this filling actually requires green peppers so it's a good try as well and then a bit of lemon juice and the method is add all above ingredients together and mix and there you have your cheese onion and corn filling so i'm going to repeat this recipe again it's two cups grated cheese cheddar or cowder two medium onions chopped important to squeeze out your water one level teaspoon of white pepper if you feel your white pepper is too much you can add half because remember you're going to be adding your crushed green chilies as well salt to taste and then a teaspoon of pounded green chilies that are crushed green chilies again to taste and then half cup of grated green peppers lemon juice and the method add all above ingredients together and mix as well and there you have it for your cheese uh, onion and corn filling samosa recipe okay the listener says salams hope you're well i'm salam well sister Please, when you post a recipe for potato samosas, also what is the best method for cooking the potato, boiled or steamed, mashed or cubed? Yes. In short, our next week's program, we're going to be sharing with you another filling for potato samosas. I think with potato filling, what you can do is, um, it depends, you know, every listener has a different way of making their potato filling. What I normally do is I take my potato, peel it, and then cube it, and then cook it on, st- on a, like steam it, boil it a bit. But in that water, you can put some salt as well and some green chilies, and then uh, throw out the water. Sorry about that. Throw out your water, and then take your mash and mash your potatoes with a potato, with a potato mash as well. Then you can add again salt or green chilies. Your, and your greens, a bit, a bit of black pepper. You can put some grated um, green peppers in as well. And uh, that's how you make your potato filling. I think it's more your greens, your salt, your green chilies, and your black pepper as well. And then your potato also mustn't be too, too soft as well. Okay, let's go for a short break, a quick short break. Stay tuned. Assalamualaikum and welcome back. Well, the recipe I just shared with you, that's a cheese, onion, and corn filling. Jazakallah, sister, sister, for bringing it to my attention. I think I missed out the corn as well. So what you can do is um, you can add in your corn that has been 
uh, you can add a bit of uh, sweet corn in as well. It's optional as well. And you can leave out the corn as well. You can either add whole corn in that you can actually give it a quick beat into the into your grinder as well. And you can, or you can put a bit of uh, sweet corn in as well. So just like I like to sister this name. I actually missed out that one, is it? But I've run a lot of my feet uh, this morning. But I love it like a grand Okay, let's go to the next uh, message. This one says, um, Assalamu alaikum, Sister Mara. Welcome back to Sakura. One tip for potato samosas, boil the potatoes with the peel and then peel them and grate or mash so it doesn't hold a lot of water and won't crack when frying. Yes, um, I agree with that. Also, what I, what I do is sometimes I'm actually, for my alu parata, I take my potatoes and I put them into the microwave. You put it on baked potato and just see, you know, maybe you're going to need about a, a minute or two longer than a baked potato setting on the microwave and then you can peel your potato when it's a bit cold and then grate it and it comes out so 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 nice it's better than boiling them as well jazakallah for that tip as well and um Okay, then another sister says, for potato samosas, you make a vagar of mustard seeds, whole jiru seeds, garlic, rimli, add to potatoes, make a sauce of amli, liquidized dania, garlic, limri, chili and braise in very little ghee, mixture must not be soggy, fresh lemon juice and salt to taste, clean curling if needed, enjoy, and make mixes so you can actually basically taste the salt and the green chilies again, and uh, you can eat as a spicy mashed potato. Potatoes, very tasty as a side dish. Also, you can use as a chatpati. So, jazakala for that. So, basically, in your potato samosa, you make a wagar of your mustard seed, your whole juru, your garlic, your limri, that's your curry leaves, and you add to that potatoes as well. Then you can make a separate sauce of amli, liquidized tanya, garlic, again, curry leaves, chili, and braise and ghee. And your mixture must not be soggy as well. So, jazakala for sharing that as well. Okay, and uh, that's okay. Let's want to know how do I make the alu parata with a today's pastry? Okay, what you're going to do is you purchase your today's pastry from any of your supermarkets, leave it in the fridge, and then take it out of your wrapper and you unroll it. You'll find your today's pastry actually rolled up into a blue wrapper. So you unroll it. Now before you unroll it, you sprinkle a bit of flour on your work, on your kitchen top. You unroll it on that and you roll out the today's pastry. Then you take some ghee or oil, Basically, ghee and oil has been combined, a mixture of ghee and oil. And you take a pastry brush and you brush the ghee and oil mixture on the on the today's pastry and sprinkle a bit of flour. Then you roll it up back again into a roll, into like a Swiss roll. Then you cut it into you cut it into small small pieces as well, like a Swiss roll. And you roll each Swiss roll out each round ball you roll it out and you put your filling put another round uh, disc on top and but you can seal it with egg with your lay flour and water mixture you mix it with that and you seal that with that and you can put it into a tray freeze it up and pack into a container when you need um when you're going to be using pour it out and put it onto a tower and just grill it on that it's really lovely you can use it a potato filling a chicken filling as well a steak filling any filling that you want as well and the children will definitely enjoy it. It's very filling as well. It's very filling. And you can make little bit mini ones as well. You can actually roll it out a bit smaller as well. Okay. 
uh, a listener says, hope you are well. What else can be made with moons though? Yes, moons though. I think you're going to wait for Zakia to come back and she will give you more info on moons though as well. And we can talk about more about moons and spring rolls and making your savouries as well. Well, I think this way we have to wrap up today's program. Jazakala for a lovely program. To my producer Mumtaz, Inshara Zakia back with me next week as well. And to all you lovely listeners, for all your lovely messages of two hours as well, always much appreciated. Do remember us, the Ummah, all the people of Gaza in your du'as, all the sick in home and hospitals, do remember them in your du'as. Inshallah, if Allah Ta'ala words, back with you next week. From me, Amara, Assalamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh.